0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to House Rich, the world's best real estate show. Today, we're going to talk about the four, three, two, dream home house act method. So, before you start, I want to shout out to our sponsor, right there, Coins and Culture. So, uh that's the home of the best home buying tips on Instagram. C O N I S, like coins, the letter N, the word Culture. Follow on I G for the best home buying tips there. Also, second sponsor, House Fresh, the official brand of home ownership. I got it on me right now. So, I uh, appreciate you guys locking in with me. So, 4321 or 432 Dream Home House Hacking Method. And why I kind of call it that and why that's a method to go in. Um, before we get too deep into it, so folks may say, hey, it's on our list to do four, three, two, one, blah, blah, blah. Once again, it's the theory behind it. It's the understanding of the guidelines that I'm really trying to focus on. Four, three, two, dream home is a catchy name, but to focus on the actual guidelines and why you want to go in that order when it comes to purchasing a home. So uh, let's dive into it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to me on uh, YouTube as well and the podcast. If you are uh, um, if you enjoying the content, share it with a friend. So uh, here we go. So it has to do with underwriting guidelines and using FHA loans. And so when you're going from location to location or from property to property, if you're staying in like the same general jurisdiction or area, you have to be showing that you're upgrading your living standards is really the main thing. And so if you're going from a four unit to a three unit, that's automatic, it's not questioned. But if you're going from a three unit to a four unit, that's considered a downgrade of your living conditions there are certain exceptions, but the thing about those exceptions, you can't um you can't get an exception until you get through underwriting. You can't get through underwriting until you're under contract. And so once you're under contract, you're giving out earnest money. And so you don't want to lose that earnest money hoping that the underwriter will give you that exception. So you might as well start high and go low, if that makes sense. So let's talk about a few of those exceptions for when you can go from a four from a three to a four or two to a four as far and it's still considered like upgrading your living conditions so and to be clear you can go you can go lateral for the most part all the time you can go from a a two to a two or three to a three or something like that that's not a big deal but if you're um increasing the units the underwriter's gonna be like hey this person lives in a property I'm pretty sure they're trying to buy a bigger unit so that they can commit mortgage fraud essentially and um turn that into a rental but only use three and a half percent down per FHA guidelines. It's kind of like a hack to get a, a rental property. So they're not gonna allow that. So shut the camera there. So one thing is if you are like moving like out of your area but pot- potentially like closer to the workspace or some or closer to a place you will be um going to on a uh consistent basis i mean typically that place is is work but um typically like 50 miles or something it's kind of like a, a ballpark number of what the underwriter looks at as far as hey okay this person lives in i don't know if you know the area this person lives in the dallas area but they're moving from plano down to like south dallas okay that's technically the same area um you know the dfw area but it's it's a considerable distance, especially if that person works in South Dallas. Like, you know, they're cutting an hour off their their, their trip to work or something like that. They, that could be considered like an exception to the rule. And so underwriters are real particular about uh, this rule right there. Sorry for YouTube adjusting the camera. And so literally um, what your underwriter do is they'll go to Google and they'll figure out the time it takes to get from point A to point B. So this is behind the scenes. You'll never see this as a homeowner, but the underwriter will literally Google the distance, take a, um, a screenshot of it, and put that in the file to say that, hey, um, I've actually tracked that this person is moving closer to their location. I didn't just kind of take their word for it. So yes, underwriters literally are Googling how far it takes to get from point A to point B when you're doing that. Another exception possibly is if you're going from like a, a three bed or three unit or two unit excuse me to a three unit like a duplex to a triplex but maybe one of the units in that triplex is detached so it's essentially like a, a standalone home and so kind of going kind of diving to another subject a little bit but so something to consider like a a multifamily property based on it being on a certain size lot based on it being on a lot not actually touching each other I mean if they're touching each other they're on the same lot but you can have like three standalone properties all on the same lot. And if you're on the same lot, that's considered a multi-family property. So potentially you can buy like a, a triplex if there's three homes in the property or there's like a triplex where there's um, you know, one standalone unit and basically two attached units, which you may look at as a duplex, but that's all considered a triplex if they're all on the same lot. So that's a scenario where the underwriter's like, okay, hey, this person is sharing a wall with somebody in a duplex. They're moving to a triplex but it is one of those units is a standalone unit and they're going to be living in the unit. Okay, I see they're upgrading their living conditions. We're going to work with that. And then third, but not least, is you're just getting a bigger place. I mean, let's say you're in a small duplex where the units are, let's say, um, 600, 700 uh, square feet per per unit. And you're moving to to like a a triplex where somehow like the... um, I don't know. Maybe it's like fifteen hundred square feet, or the units like there's it's some big building or something like that—a loft situation or something, something like that. That's considered okay. This person is moving into a, a place that's clearly you no know, two, uh maybe three times the square footage of where they live now. And that's a clear upgrade. But if, if you're going from like a, a eight hundred to a eight fifty or nine hundred, something like that, that's not considered like a clear upgrade in your living conditions. Or if you're moving from like. Um, a one-bedroom to a two-bedroom especially if you go back and see my other video on the the 12 doors in 12 months video like let's say hey you're you've moved in with somebody you're uh, especially if you're married and like hey or you have a um a kid or something like that it's like hey this person needs more space this new unit they're moving to is giving them more space more bedrooms, something like that and so that's essentially how, how how like the exceptions potentially work and so why do, why do you want to go four, three, two, one? anyways, build your, you know, buy until you get to your dream home? One, in, in theory, what happens is if you're finding a a cash flowing four unit property, and I always say if it's a nice cash flowing four unit property, why somebody giving up in the first place? Uh, you know, so you got to kind of get lucky there. But you get, you're using the rent from that fourplex. You're a little bit uncomfortable in a fourplex property. It's like a big apartment building, essentially. And then... But you you're using that sacrifice for one or two years and then you want to sacrifice again go to that triplex get a little bit more space a little few uh, I guess one less neighbor and that triplex and then you go to the duplex where typically you know duplexes are, are a lot bigger I mean that's where you're um, realistically looking at you know maybe you know 1500 square feet or you know three bedroom duplex or something like that and then so you sacrifice there and so the rental income from all three of those units so you, you got four three two that's seven that's nine units nine doors so you should be having a pretty um big piece of cash flow from those those three units that actually ends up paying for your eventual dream home so you know a lot of times folks say hey we want to start with the picket fence and all of that and and start off with, the, with your dream home you want to work the other way around and you know like um especially if you're you're a little bit younger and you can sac- you can don't have to worry about um kids or something like that you can sacrifice um you know your 20s to you know live the uh live the good life in your your 30s with those um with those units paying for the other unit so yeah that, that that's kind of it so i'm always gonna tell my, my personal experience so um i didn't have a me to listen to so luckily i purchased like so i was in the military and so i was moving around a lot so luckily i purchased just kind of like condos as far as you know kind of doing that so like you go from one to one to one to one as far as condos which helped um kind of pay for things in the end for me but uh yeah if i could start it all over again i would definitely shoot for that that fourplex with the goal of having that fourplex paying for the um now then the threeplex two duplex oneplex and so once again this is theory 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 you can go three three you can go three 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 you can go three two 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 um, but like I, said, it's like I said, it's just hard to go from two to three or two to four. So once again, um, four, three, two, one. You don't have to go that way, but understand the theory behind this move when you're planning your portfolio and looking to purchase a home. So um, yeah, that's really it. If you're watching on YouTube or the podcast, you can tap out at this point. Um, these videos need to go 10 minutes. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about, um, what should I talk about? I'll talk about buying a single family property and house hacking that or you know getting rental income from that so there's a couple ways um there's a platform called called peer Space, where you can rent out units by the um you can rent out bedrooms by the or literally rooms by the hour you can rent out like your kitchen you can rent out your backyard you can rent out your porch um by the hour to get income that way you can obviously you know um rent out you know a, a bedroom on airbnb as far as that if you're like super comfortable with folks doing that you can obviously rent out a bedroom to a tenant um as far as doing that as well so um. Yeah, that's really it. Appreciate you guys watching. Uh, we're at the ten minute mark of this video, so uh see you guys next week. Uh, like well, I say, if you listen this long, you're really dedicated to the show. I appreciate it. So um, share this with a friend. Uh, the more you share, the more um, likes and views stuff I get. The more content I get to make for you guys, because I get to uh, eventually monetize that. Because honestly, that's what it's about. It's about monetizing this content, so I can uh, um, bring you guys more content for free to you. So uh, that's it. Thanks.